What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I'm your host, Diaz York, Slim, uh, Fly Guy, D-Y. And without further ado, you guys know how I like to do it. Let's go ahead and give ourselves a round of applause. I like how I'm like so monotone and just like nonchalant, you know what I'm saying? Um... <clears throat> Excuse me, but welcome back another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. Uh, I'm still trying to think of a name to change this name from this Sophisticated Ignorance. I'm tired of it, um, but I'm gonna just end it there. That's that. Uh, um, hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys are uh, masking up, all that good stuff. Um, good news. I finished the video. I finished editing the video. Yes. Let's go ahead and get myself a round of applause. I needed that. But I needed that. <clears throat> Excuse me. The it was just a lot. Um, especially just learning on the fly. I don't know how to edit videos. I'm learning. Um, I'll tell you what. From for me personally, I know I could have done better with the video, as far as making it more a little bit more entertaining. Um, as far as my storytelling. Because I think I'm a pretty good storyteller, but it's just that my in my head, like the moment in time it happened, I'm like, oh, snap, like this would be a cool story to tell. But like when I'm looking back at it in hindsight and stuff, I'm just like, it wasn't, it wasn't as cool as I thought it would be. Excuse me. And then, so when I say it. It's not cool. Like, I don't know. It's just in my head that it just gets to that point where it's like, okay, maybe this could be cool to talk about. But I kind of let it marinate for too long. So, that's how most of my stories are. But there's better stories than this one I told. This one was the first time I said that um, that I got high. But this will be... The story. The story's okay. The story's okay, um, as far as the first cool introductions uh, to After Hours or whatever. Um, I will probably give the episode a rating about a 7, about a 7 out of 10. A 7 out of 10, I think what made it a 7 is the editing for sure. The editing is what's what put it up there. I think I did a pretty good job first time editing. And I don't want to take no credit away from editors, man. Like, I had to edit a 15-minute um a 15 minute video. You know what I'm saying? There's guys out there, there's guys and girls out there, editors out there that have to edit like 6 hour movies. Now, granted you're with the director and stuff like that, but you're just in there. That takes majority of the time is just the editing and stuff and if you have to reshoot something, if you don't like something, then you have to redo it and cut it out and this that, and the third. Like imagine being a movie editor like on like the event like on Endgame or like the Justice League, like you know how much you have to cut? And the movie's still three hours long. And they probably cut like six, like another three hours. So a total of six hours. That's a crazy concept to like just sit there. So I was sitting down here for multiple days and like trying to figure it out. You know? Excuse me. I, I cranked it out, but still nonetheless, like learning this stuff. I don't watch none of the tutorials. I have, um, Premiere Pro, that's the editing software I use. And it's pretty, it's easy, 
once it kind of it, when it clicked for me, I was like, okay, now I know how to edit it. But at first, I was just like looking at it like so confused, and I didn't know what to do. But when it clicked, I took off. But what took so long uh, for me to um, edit the video was just me messing around with all the features and stuff like that, learning how to do stuff. So when the next time I do um, record and edit, it will just be a lot quicker. Um, so yeah, but I'm excited to I'm excited to release it. It's been weighing on my mind. I feel like once I just get it out, just get it out there and just get better and just keep working, that I can just keep moving forward. Um, so yeah, so that's what that's what happened. That happened today. It happened around like four o'clock because I got home from work at twelve and I just went straight down here. So I've been I was, I've been down here no about three three uh, three thirty. I've been I've been you know just grinding man just working but it's something that i wanted to do so i don't complain i do not complain speaking of work i asked one of my um co-workers a question and, and it really it really not even it was something i just seen it wasn't i asked a question based off of stuff that i've seen and just people getting money right and how people get money do people expect people not to change when they get money so I asked my coworker, I was like, will you change if you get money? He was like, no, there's no amount of dollar that make me change who I am. I'm like, so now I'm like, okay, true, it shouldn't. Money should never corrupt people. But then I asked, I re-asked the question, but I phrased it, or I been, I was a little more uh, specific. Like, you eat, like, the way you eat food and, you know what I'm saying, you go to different restaurants, you're not going to Red Robin no more, you're going to Benihana, you're going to Ruth Chris. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go into those type of restaurants when you got the money and you can afford it. And I'm not talking about, like, every once in a while. I'm talking about, like, every time we go out, we're going there. You know? Like, we're going to the best of the best, whatever city we're in. So, I feel like, in that sense, it does change you. And money is supposed to change you. I know some people are going to feel some type of way. Like, oh, it's not supposed to change you. It, it is. It is. It, it, it probably changes a lot of people. And it's supposed to change people. It's supposed to change you. It helps you get out of certain circumstances and situations that you're in, like, and that changes you. It changes your environment. Once you, you mean to tell me, for example, that let's say me, I, I lived in the hood, then I started getting money, then I started taking people out my, taking my friends and family out the hood, like they ain't gonna change. That that whole mentality is gone. It's not gone. In the sense of like who they are internally, but what what they gonna act and what they gonna do and how they act, oh for sure. That's gonna that's gonna change. And it's not a bad thing if you change. I expect you to change. If you get millions of dollars, millions of dollars annually, just 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 your income, like I expect it to change you. And and of course it's gonna feel And of course it's gonna feel a little odd at first, you know, when you start getting money. I think that's going to be the crazy part with on any type of success. When you start getting money and you would never thought it would be you. And when you get money, you get money. It ain't like I'm just going to get some paper. No, no, no. Excuse me. I got to stop doing these late episodes. Um, when you start getting paper, you know, it's not getting paper. You're getting money. You're getting money, money. You know what I'm saying? And that's scary. Because it's, it's going to change you. It might even, cause sometimes it might even corrupt you. Money is the root of all evil. Uh, money breeds jealousy and envy. And a lot of people die over the almighty dollar, you know. It's just what it is. 
But I think it's supposed to change you. I know for a fact it would change me. I'm not even going to sit up here in front. Like, I know it would change me. I know that I would be affected some way by the money. It's going to change every... Literally, it changes everything. It's not going to change my, my morals and my characteristics and my principles and stuff like that. It's not going to change my integrity. But I there's certain girls that I just can't talk to no more. You got so much money and status and power that you can't... Maybe you're not even status, but you have power, Right? When you tell people or when people find out who you are and how much you're worth and all this, that, and the third, like, you have a lot of power. It's going to change. I, like I said, I, I can't talk to girls that not even to rank on anybody's lower uh, or social class. But if I'm up here with a, a, a platinum card or I got enough money to get a black card, I'm not talking to you when your credit score is 720, 750. That's a good credit score. But I'm just not talking to you with that type of credit score. I'm not talking to you no more. I'm talking to girls. I'm talking to girls like Zendaya that are in Hollywood, that are entertainers, that are creatives. Those are the type of people I'm talking to because that's, first of all, that's what we have in common. Second of all, it's just, it's just a different tax bracket now. I spend different. Like Jay-Z said, my wife Beyonce, I brag different. I'm just going to spend different. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to act different, you know? So I, I understand why Jay-Z acts like an asshole. I really do. And people don't like Jay-Z. Some People don't like Jay-Z. I'm not going to say sometimes. They don't like Jay-Z because that side of him, he's, he's just, you know, he's gaudy. But you have the right to be gaudy where he came from, you know? Like, you have the right to do that. You have the right. He came from nothing. You know what I'm saying? He came from nothing. He came from Marcy and became... Arguably the grand trapper of all time, and he's a billionaire, and he has a whole in in his business acumen is ridiculous. So he's a mogul, and I I, I figure he's in the media. He is he is he's a media man too. I mean, come on, titles of a big a streaming platform, streaming service. So I mean, come on. I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. So. I understand why Jay-Z would be a little bit of an a-hole. Because I would be too. I work, You work so hard to get to the top. You have the right to be a little, you know what I'm saying? Don't be disrespectful to people. But, you know, if somebody asks me a question, I'm not gonna, I am not might not answer you right away. I might answer you on my, on my time. You know what I'm saying? And I know you're not supposed to act like that. But look, you've earned it. You're a billionaire, damn it. You, come on. They can't touch you, man. But also, Jay-Z a, real, Jay-Z a real dude. So he's not going to be on no, like, buddy-buddy type stuff. You know what I'm saying? He don't really... I'm not either. I don't, don't touch me. I don't know you don't touch me. Because I've seen this one video of Jay-Z and this one guy. And, you know, Jay-Z was trying to talk to Brian, but the one dude, like, grabbed his shoulder. He's like, what are you doing? Don't touch me. You know, like, back up off me. And I'm talking to one of my, um... I'm talking to one of my, um... Uncles, I don't know how to. I, I had. A, I don't know how to explain it. I call him Unc. So I, I was talking to Unc, and he was like, "I don't like Jay Z because this, that, and the third. Because you see how he's just treating him. I'm like, "Yeah, but Unc, like he got his like his arm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're tripping. He got his arm on his, you know, shoulder, grabbing another man, touching them without even letting them know like what's, what the, the situation is. I don't care about how much the and he was like yeah, but the dude might be worth more than Jay Z. I'm like yeah, but it ain't about how much more you're worth. 
Like, best believe how much our net worth don't mean I can't touch you. <laughs> I can't put my hands on you. You know, if you're going to touch me on the shoulder, I, I need to know what's going on, you know. But money, anyways, money shouldn't change people, but it changes a lot of people. Hell, you see what happened when people were getting the, uh, what was it, the, the PPP loans and the um, unemployment? It changed everybody. Everybody was acting brand new and bougie and this, that, and the third, and they still are. So, and people are like, money wouldn't change me. I, I, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. If a dude, if a prime hypothetical or prime example, if a dude were to come up to a girl and he's balling, like NBA player in the league right now, star player, all that, man, like she would, she would literally be, um, she would drop everything she would be doing and go with him if he, if he asked her. Because she knows, like, he don't even know, got to know the guy, none of that. It's just a straight, simple, you know he's an NBA player because you've, you've seen his face before. You know he's a star player, all, this, that, and the third. You ain't got to know, doesn't know him at all, just knows the face, knows the name, but knows how much he's worth. I guarantee you about 70% of the girls are going to say, yeah. That changed that brief money that they saw. Like, oh my God, he's worth two hundred million. This is his second deal. He'll be worth when this when this deal's over. He'll be worth two hundred million. Guarantee you, a good portion of them, seventy percent, would say yeah. They would just go with him. Like I'm and me. Would I go if I if, if a girl this was a role, a role reverse? Um. I'd go. <laughs> I'm not even gonna sit up here and act like I wouldn't go. I'd go. You guys thought I was just gonna nah, I don't do that. But I I'd go. I, I would go for sure. Come on. If Zendaya was like I don't even know Zendaya, but I'd say yeah to Zendaya. Huh. Okay, cool. Oh, you're trying to Oh, I'm your man now? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, hey, I got a girlfriend now. Didn't even talk about it. I just agreed. I just said yeah. I said yeah. Why not? She said, Diaz, you're my man. Oh, okay, yeah, I am. Yeah, my girlfriend's in the new Spider-Man. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, she's Malcolm. I mean, she's Mal- she's, she's in Malcolm and Marie. She's, she's Marie. She's Marie. Yeah, that, that's her. That, that's my girlfriend. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're the same height, but that's fine. That's totally fine. We're, we're, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. Yeah, Zendaya, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm, dude, and I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the the house husband. You know what I'm saying? I'm the houseman, dude. I'm the butler. You know what I'm saying? I'm the butler that's married to Zendaya or is in a relationship with Zendaya. Like, I'm cleaning the house. Oh, you're working? Oh, baby, don't even worry about I wash all the dishes. I, you know what I did today? I washed the dishes. I, I, so I, I, I wouldn't get to that point. I wouldn't, but... Yeah, it would change me, for sure. Money would change me. It wouldn't change my integrity. Like I said, my morals and what I believe in and what I would die for, it wouldn't change that. But as far as my living circumstances and how I would move and how I, how I would kind of act a little bit, yeah, for sure. Why not? Everybody's humble until you start, until you start earning it. And it's okay to be braggadocious and gaudy. It's okay. You earned it. That's what I don't understand. Like, people hate on these celebrities. Like, these guys, some of these guys came from 
dirt. Just nothing. Literally, some of them came from dirt roads. Like, these guys came from the bottom of the bottom. Some of them, not all of them. But, and to hit on someone getting getting money and flashing it? Yeah. This is called um, enjoying the fruits of your labor. (laughs) That's what that's called. You work so hard to get to that point. There were sleepless nights. There was nights of um, unrest, just uneasiness, and not knowing if you're going to make it or not. Now that you're on and you've got money in your pocket, guess what you're going to do? You're going to let the world know that, hey, I'm the man. I, I did it. Don't let, don't, let, don't let it get too far where you're big-headed now, but at the end of the day, you, you earn that. You earn the right to say, I'm the man, because you are the man. You made it. Out of your circumstance and your situation, you made it. You made it. And we should be championing those people. We should be giving people their flowers here. Even 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 if it's you know not not even if you don't like them, give them their flowers. Give give respect where respect is due. Give credit where credit is due. You ain't gonna like somebody, but you can still respect them unless they did you wrong. I don't and I don't believe in an eye for eye because we're both blind. The blind leads who the blind. You know what I'm saying? So I can't be upset for that long. You know if you did me wrong, cool, that's fine. I, but I, Whatever you did, you get you starting your own business and it's doing big and it's booming. I'm not gonna be a hater on that. I'm gonna be like, you know what? That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Even though I could be, I can still not like you or anything like that, but I could be like, yo, that's what's up, man. Oh, they somebody telling you, oh, oh yeah, that's cool, that's what's up. Nigga, but oh, is your friend. I'm like, I'm not your friend, but I'm giving you your respect and I give props where props is due. For most definitely, I always give credit where credit's due. Especially if they inspired you. You always want to give credit. You know what I'm saying? I just texted one of these. Uh, he's a rapper now. My guy, uh, 2000 Baby. I, I texted him. Well, I, I listened to his album or his tape. It's really good. It's called, uh, I have it on my phone. I downloaded it. I got to look at it. My memory's bad. Uh, I can't remember anything out of the memory of a 85-year-old. Um, It's called The Remixes Volume 1. Hopefully there's like three more or two more. But um, the remix is volume one, 2000 Baby, out everywhere. Go check it out. I like the tape. I feel like, I, and I was just talking to my mom about how more rappers are trying to get put on need to like remix stuff. They just need to remix stuff. Like the beat's already hard. It's hard because every beat sounds the same, but if you can find a distinct beat and really for real, like take your time and work it and write it and, you know, focus on your craft and work on your craft. You could really you go viral and blow up like Jonah Lucas. Like Jonah Lucas was one of the first few people that I listened to who was just doing a whole bunch of remixes from songs that I thought were you know he did Look Alive and I think he did Mask Off. Like I like Mask Off. He did DNA too. I liked. Um, he just did. Um, I didn't. That, that's how I like. I like Look Alive. I don't. I take that back. I didn't really. I didn't really care for Look Alive. I like Drake's part. But I didn't really care for uh, Black Boy's part. But. Um, he, but Joyner did that song like that a lot. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Joyner got put on by Ross Capuchoni in the, in just the remixes. I think a lot of artists should probably take that formula, take that blueprint, and just remix stuff. There's something to be said about being original and stuff like that. But no, just remix the stuff. Trust me, because then you can work with better people. 
I'm not saying the guys that you work with now aren't good, but if you blow up, you're not going to keep working with the guy in your basement unless he's really raw, unless he's like 40. You know what I'm saying? You're, unless he's the next 40, then you're not working with him like that. You're working, if Hit Boy came up to me and was like, if I had my producer, you know what I'm saying? Not really my homeboy, but I'm cool with him. He produces my stuff, a good portion of my uh, discography. And, but Hit Boy was like, I want to work with you on your next album, Forget Your Man, or Forget the Producer. Huh. All right, man. Cool. <laughs> I'll holler at you later. That doesn't mean I'm not going to work with him no more. But just right now, I got Hit Boy. I got I got the I got Harry the Fraud. Like I, I got Timber. I got Timber. I got I got the Neptunes. I got Pharrell. I got Swiss. I got I got I got Diddy. I wanted to get produced by Diddy. Imagine if you were an artist and you get produced by Puff. <sighs> Your confidence levels through the roof. You know, because Puff, if because first of all, if Puff is uh, producing you, he believes in you. Like he knows your your artistry. He knows his catalog, like your catalog. He's gonna do his research. He's not gonna just do that with just some random whatever bum or whatever. You know. So if you get produced by Puff, you made it for sure. Um, Dr. Dre. If I get produced by Dr. Dre and Puff, I made it. You made it. That's like the two people, if I was an artist, I'm like, I gotta get produced by them. You know what I'm saying? So every, Because everybody just has the same beats. Tay Keith, you know, I could have had Tay Keith. I could have Pierre. I could have had 40. I could have had... Kanye. His production is crazy. Travis, I like his production. A lot of good stuff. But yeah, I think we just need to give people their roses. I give credit where credit's due. Like I said, I texted him. I said, yo, man, you're the MVP. You, you know, you're inspiring me. You got to, you know, keep going. You got to keep going. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure he appreciated that. But, like, no, nah, I meant that. I meant that for real. Like, I need more. I need to see more people my age just keep going. And keep doing what they want to do. There's two people right now that I'm just super inspired by. Him and this girl named Tanya. I'm very, one of my, uh, one of my friends. I'm very... Like, inspired by those two. Like, because, first of all, she's doing what she wants to do, which inspires me. And me and Jaden are in the same boat as far as just, like, entertainment and stuff like that. So, seeing someone who who can't, who has the potential, like myself and him, could just blow up and then we just put put it on the map. You know what I'm saying? Like... From our from our section, from like where we're, where we're from and schools we went to and stuff like that, and to just make it add up out of there, that situation, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying my situation was necessarily bad, and I can't speak on his situation. But what I can say is that we didn't go to the best school. You know what I'm saying? We weren't we were hoopers, but we weren't afforded all the opportunities. So you okay? Plans will go your way, you know. So what do you do? You do you do the next thing that you were born to do or want to do or whatever the case may be. And for him, it was rap, making music. For me, it was doing podcasts, uh, being an entertainer. So it's just good to see that, that side of just working hard. You know what I'm saying? And believing in yourself. Like these two, first of all, Tanya to start her own line just to believe in herself, you know what I'm saying? It's just 
because I've never, I, I've always wanted to be a part of, um, like have my own business. This is a business, but I wanted to have my own like something else. You know what I'm saying? But it, I, it's never been clothing, and I wanted to be. I know this is totally off topic, but I wanted it to be clothing so bad. Cause you know you look good, you feel good, but to me it was other things that I wanted to get into business too. Like I, I want to get into business, but it not being clothing. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like the only thing right now accessible to me or affordable to me is clothing. Um, so it's just a weird thing. So when I get money, money, I'm for real into the business side of of the world and stuff like that. But back to just giving her her props. You know, her you know just her doing what she wants to do and just. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we don't speak all the time, but I peep for sure. You know, and I, and I don't got to always speak on what she's doing and how she, you know, and how she's doing and stuff like that. Like, you know, how she's doing it. And and she, it's by it's by herself. And, you know, she got, it's just when you're doing it by yourself, man, it's every, every little thing is a victory. So for her, it could her one of her victories could be. Getting through the photo shoot with no BS, no problems, or making her quota at the end of the month, no problem. You know what I'm saying? A steady flow of new customers and returning customers, no problem. Like the little stuff. I'm sure for uh, 2000 Baby, his is just, you know, finish this song. I'm going to release this as the single. I'm going to see how it reacts. If I get a good reaction, I'll be on the next tape. If I don't, that's just a throw, or if it's not where I expected, just throw it away. But I need to put this out. You know what I'm saying? Just a little stuff. And the song that you really, really, that song that he really, really liked, and that he was pushing to be the single, and it became the single. That's a little victory, and that matters. Stuff like that matters. You know, just even seeing this just blossom, and more people are starting to tune in and stuff. Just a little stuff like that that keeps me going. I'm motivated more than ever. You know, and. It's just a beautiful thing when you got people supporting you. You know what I'm saying? And that and that want to see you win and that don't really care if you're doing the same thing as them. You know what I'm saying? Because there's enough money. Literally, there's enough money in the world. It might not seem like it because we're always in debt, but there's enough money in this world. That amount of money that we're in debt by is so inconceivable. Like, we can't, I can't even see. We're never, no one's going to ever see that in their lifetime. And if they do, they must have expedited that process just crazily. Crazy. Because it's not, the world's richest people right now are not even close to a trillion dollars. They're like a, what they're like, um, Elon's what, worth a hundred billion or something like that? hundred billion plus? hundred plus billion? So, he's one-tenth away from being a trillionaire. <laughs> like, he's 10% away from being a trillionaire. Like, there's, okay, right? You know, you hear that, you're like, oh, he's not even, and older, he's not, I'm not saying he's an older gentleman. But if anybody can do it, it would be him. Bill Gates just divorced his wife, so half that money's gone. Could be gone. Um, he'll probably settle. I'll probably give her five bill. Look, man, I give you a billion dollars. If I was if I was a billionaire and me and my wife split and we didn't sign a, a prenup, I before the whole billion stuff, I would give her a billion dollars. Not, not not a billion. If I was worth multiple billion, like a hundred billion dollars, I'll give you five billion dollars. Like, bro, I'm giving you five billion dollars. I have $85 billion. I'm giving you $5 billion. You know what that means? You're worth, first of all, you're worth and what you brought to the table, it, could, it was worth $5 billion. That's a 
crazy amount. Like you, you, us brainstorming, us pillow talking is worth five billion dollars. You know, and Bill and Melinda have been married for twenty-seven years, so they've been pillow talking for probably longer than that, probably thirty. If not, the minimum is thirty years. Because I don't know how long they've been in a relationship. I don't know how long they knew each other. This time the third. But they said 27. So I'm thinking if you guys are probably dating about three years, maybe two years before you get married. So about 30 years, 29 years. And they're been pillow talking. So about pillow talking, right? So if she even, even if they settle, she's still going to get some type of billions of dollars. Like Bezos' wife got like what? Half the money? But he made that back in like two months? Like that was, that's ridiculous. So, even if Bill doesn't want to give her money, which is wrong, I would still give her money. I'll give her five, like I said, I'll give her $5 billion. Bill Gates is worth $130 billion. You could give her $10 billion. You could make that like in a year. You can make that like in three years. You gave her $10 billion, right? And you can make that in three years. If everything goes well, you live to see that billion. Like, oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my gosh, like, give her $10 billion. All I'm saying is, if you're going to settle, give her $10 billion. And if Melinda's arguing that, then she's not a normal human being. Then I think it's more of the principle of it all. Because $10 billion, yes, I'm taking the money. Yes. Yes, I'm taking it. $10 billion, I'm taking it. And anybody in their right mind is taking $10 billion. You mean to tell me you're not going to take $10 billion? You got $10 billion just sitting in your lap. You're not going to take it? Literally. He says... If I was like, if I told my girl and we split, I'm like, look, it just didn't work out. I'm sorry it just didn't work out. I still love you. I still care for you. I'll give you $10 billion. And if we can settle, no court, nothing like that, I'll just give you $10 billion. Or we can have a judge sign off on it, look at it and stuff like that. But instead of going to court, us getting attorneys and this, that, and the third, $10 billion. You can have it. I'm giving you $10 billion instead of taking half. Instead of, instead of, because you can't be like it's half of mine when you, it's not really half of yours because even though you guys were married and bounded by marriage, it's not half of yours because you probably, I don't, I can't speak, for, I can't speak for Melinda, but I'm, I don't know. So I don't know. Who knows if who, if she was actually there when he was doing this, making this stuff and technology. I don't, I don't know if she was there, but they're divorced. But that's what I would do if I was a billionaire. I would just easily say, you know what, here's some, I'd settle outside of court, here's some money, and we'll call it good. Even if I was, like, um, worth $100 million, like, here's $5 million, here's $10 million, like, you're good. Like, you could live off $10 million for the rest of your life, you know, unless you're buying stupid stuff. But if you, only have, if you know you only have a little bit amount of money, you would want to invest and, and triple and double and, and grow that money. You wouldn't want to just sit there and just take... $2 million as a settlement, you want to probably make that grow, you know, but yeah, man, just giving, giving people the flowers, it's just, that's the, the actual topic at hand, and then we can move on, but I just, you know, shout out to those two, those two really keep me going, they inspire me to be greater, to be better, um, yeah, they just, it's just good to see inspiration, you know, if you're inspired by someone, tell them that you're inspired by them, it don't matter what, how old they are, just tell them. You, the people need to hear that stuff, man. Because people are so... People don't want to always tell people I appreciate you or just anything like that. They don't always want to say that, you know? 
I remember one time I went around just texting people that just saying thank you. Like people that had an impact on me, I texted them and said thank you. And I'm thinking about doing it again. I'm probably going to get a list of people and just say thank you. I appreciate you. Because I do appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? And I even don't know weird nothing. It's just awesome. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being, you know, cool to me and whatever whatever it is. You know, I appreciate you. You had a lasting, you had an impact on my life. And I genuinely appreciate that. But not everybody hears, I appreciate you. And I have no problem, like I said, I can I don't have a I don't I can put my pride aside and give people their flowers. Like and that's prideful to give someone their flowers. To give someone else besides yourself flowers, that's prideful. You know what I'm saying? That's telling them you're doing you're doing a hell of a job, you're doing a good job, keep going. I appreciate you. And if you need anything, let me know. That's what that like giving giving people their flowers for me represents. And it signifies. You know what I'm saying? Like symbolizes and all that stuff. So it's just good. You feel good when you give someone their flowers. You're like, man, yeah, hell yeah, I did that. I gave them their flowers, you know? And people, like I said, people will appreciate that from the, from the, to the end of time. They will always remember that. Like, oh yeah, you remember, I remember when you was, you know, giving me props and giving me respect, you know, mad love, for real. People were, you know, for real. So I just, but, and that's just something that people got to do on their own. You know, you can't be told to give someone their flowers. You got to just kind of just do it. On a just a you know natural whatever you know on some you know I'm feeling really good I'm gonna give I'm gonna I'm gonna shout my people out you know what I'm saying or whatever or whatever the case may be like I said not everybody hears I appreciate you you're doing a hell of a job keep going no not everybody hears that no matter what it is like nobody hears that that uplifts people you know empowerment people empowerment it's a beautiful thing and we gotta do better as people we gotta do way more do better we have to do better. If you know better, and we know better, we would do better, but we're just flawed. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about, you know, stop holding you guys hostage. Um, J. Cole, man, J. Cole is dropping next Friday. Um, not, not the 7th, the week of the 7th, the week of the 14th. That's when Cole World's dropping, man. It's it's. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm waiting for the album. I've been waiting for this album. I wanted a new J. Cole album. I like how he takes his time. I like how he just kind of lives life. You know, he, he understands he's an artist and, you know, he just, he's just living life. He's just like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, put out the group album, Dreamville album, Return of the Dreamers 3. I'm going to chill a little bit, make, make, it, make a few songs. Okay, this seems like an album. Okay, I'm going to put an album together. Put an album out and go back into just living his normal everyday life. Which, if I was a celebrity, that's how I would live life. Like, I have a social media and all that stuff, but I just don't have a presence on it. Like, it's not as heavy. And I would just, you know, post some post the important stuff, what I think is important. You know, I wouldn't post um, everything, but for the like, J Cole's different. Like. You know, have a podcast, so he doesn't have to really promote that every time. He just promoted all his album a few times, and then people, and he's Jay Cole, so people are going to have the buzz regardless around him. But yeah, I would just have a separate social media account for the podcast, for the show, for anything else I'm doing. But my personal one, I'm just, I'm with my girl, children if I have any, and I'm just sitting back, chilling, like doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm not really caught up in that whole. Superficial glamour life, 
Cole's probably not. So that's how he's thinking. Kendrick too. That's how they're thinking. Like I'm not caught up in this whole BS, this Hollywood stuff. I make music and I go home. Getting paid is a pride product of this. You know what I'm saying? So they're thinking like I still have a, a, a love for this and a, and a respect for this other craft. So it's just good to see J. Cole drop. It's just good to see him drop. It's good to hear from Cole again. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, it's just good to hear him drop. I think it's going to be Cole, Drake, and then Kendrick. I'm thinking Drake's going to drop in the summertime, probably around. But, man, if it's called Certified Lover Boy, nobody is going to want to hear that in the summertime. It's not Scorpion. You know, Scorpion was cool because I had a double disc or whatever. But if Drake puts out a views in, like, June, he is tripping. He just needs to stop it. I'm going to listen to the album. But I think... I just listening to music and um, I just think Drake is just like just so cold. A lot of people don't like Drake, but I'm just like, why? You know, and they just they give me BS reasons why they don't like Drake. I'm like, you guys like Drake? I feel like it's really it's you're not even attacking his music. Some people say his music's weak. I don't know how his music's weak. I really don't know how it is. Like, Drake's always a safe option. That's what makes him so great. He's obviously Grammys and billboards and multi, 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 multi million and multi platinum. You know, so he's multi million. That's all I gotta say. But people just hate on the fact like they he the music, like I can't even like formulate the words because it's just so stupid. Drake is the safest option when it comes to the beats he picks. Drake doesn't pick super super Hard beats and intricate beats to rap on. Me personally, if I was a rapper, I wouldn't either. Because my flow and my cadence isn't like that. It's just not like that. You want beats to match your flow and your cadence. The same way with Jay-Z. Jay-Z gets on the, a lot of bounce stuff and a lot of slow stuff. Because that's his... Sometimes he'll go bounce, you know? And then sometimes he'll go just a slow, methodical, like I'm... I'm actually barring up. She's tripping. You hear that? Nah, you know, get your stuff off. Get your stuff off. I'm going to keep going, though. Because you're not going to stop my recording just because you want to bark at, noth- at nothing. But it gets on my nerves. It just look because it's just mess now. Okay, whatever. But, man, uh, I... I I'm going to tell you guys to turn it off around this part or turn it down or just, you know, I don't know. But, um, she's the dog. But, um, yeah, so let's say, like I said, Jay-Z, more bounce. You know what I'm saying? So, bounce, like I said, the bounce is cool. Having that bounce is cool. But he's, like I said, doesn't pick hard beats. And he's not a lyricist. These guys are not lyric. Like, Jay-Z's a lyricist and he's lyrical, but... Like, Jay Drake's not. Nobody picks hard beats. Like, does Kendrick pick hard beats? So that argument's out the window. That argument's out the window. When he talks about... The evolution of Drake and when he talks about... If you listen to what the first, first album, Thank Me Later, and the progression of just that, what he talks about now, he talks about how he's just... He's outside in the AMG. He was talking about how he was in an Acura. 
You know what I'm saying? He's 23 with a money tree. He don't know, like, success. He doesn't know. Now that he's gotten older and he has touched 500 plus million dollars, he's like, oh, okay. This is what it feels like. And now I can talk about what I want to talk about because I've earned to talk about what I want to talk about, you know? And he made it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be the Drake of the podcast world. I've said that multiple times. You know what I'm saying? So... That that's inspiration right there. You're looking at him, you're just like, man, this is ridiculous. Drake is just the, one of the greats of all, like one of the greatest of all time. He's not, he's probably not super influential, but as far as his music wise, he's not most probably the most influential dude. But as far as just like outside and what people want to be like, like every artist wants to be Drake. Wants to be in the same position as Drake because Drake was in a, is in a great position. Like, coming from, coming from just, coming where he comes from and just that whole just growth and evolution. Same with J. Cole. Like, I mean, J. Cole also talks about the same stuff. So does Kendrick. But I feel like Drake, as far as just talking about, now I got the money and, you know, laugh now, cry later. I'm renting out Nike. You know, like, he got, you know, that's how you're supposed to do it, man. That's how I want to do it. You got to live it up. You ain't got one life. You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to stay low-key. I'm trying, I'm trying to be low-key enough to where you don't know what I'm doing or who I'm messing with. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you got, you don't know where I'm eating at, this time, the third. But you know I'm out here and I'm still working and I'm still posting or whatever the case may be, you know? But... Oh, and another thing. Some, one of my homeboys posted something on his social media. He was talking about um, the 2000s to 2020 has the best um, era of music. Which now, to me, I was like, oh, this is blasphemy because I'm so old school. You know, anywhere from the 80s to the 2000s is probably the best time in music um, because I'm counting a lot of people that have been successful in the 2000s and the 90s too. I'm counting Jay-Z. I'm counting Eminem. I'm counting... Um, those are only the really two that I can think of right now. That put out multiple projects in the 90s. Like, those guys put out projects in the 90s, right? So, that's why I'm counting them. That's why you got to count them, right? And good projects, not just... Obviously, put the bulk of their stuff in the 2000s because they started rapping in the 90s, but I'm still counting that in that era. Because that's formed the 2000s, right? So, I don't know, man. I just know that to just... Nah. You, there's just so many heavyweights. Like, you're not saying... A lot of the guys that came out in the 2010s and stuff are not, they're not, they're not cracking nobody's top 10. Now I get it, they're not going to crack nobody's top 10 because they're just not, they haven't rapped long enough. But even with them, if they retire now, if you put them at the same time as the guys that are in the top 10, and if they got, you know, and if so you had them retire 10 years, and then you had the guys who started in the 2000s and 2010 and retired at the same time. Their catalog's not the same. And even for the 2010s, like, until till, till 2020, like, you no. Know. Like, a lot of these guys, their catalogs, you have them retired, like, no, it's just not enough. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a huge Drake fan, but Drake's catalog is just not enough to be in, in the top 10. And he's in my he's in my top, he's outside the top 10. He's, like, right there on the window. Like, literally, he's number 11. But he's not in my top 10. And I love Drake, but... Not in my top 10. So, everybody's here now.
None of my top ten. Drake's not my top ten. I wish he was, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, man, I'm not gonna hold y'all any longer. I think that's. I think I got. I think that's everything. That is everything. I'm tired. I want to go upstairs. But um, this has been another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. If you guys stuck with me up until this point, you know what I'm saying. I genuinely appreciate it, and I'm gonna give you a round of applause. Oh man, you gotta turn up, man. What the hell was that? What the hell was that? Um, sophisticated ignorance. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. You guys are great. You guys are the best. You guys are awesome. My name is Diaz York, Slim, Fly Guy, D Y, and I will holla at y'all later. Peace out.